0: Welcome, everybody, to Lore and Poor. Everybody, we've got another... I I say this every single time. I say every gosh dang episode that we've got a special episode. We really do this time. We've got a fire genasi. Uh, We've never had one before, mostly because the studio is not insured against fire. So this is a very, very risky liability we're taking, everybody. So please just go to Patreon real quick and just drop a couple dollars because this place is about to get burned down. Um, no, we've got Flair, the Fire Genasi artificer with us today. Uh Flair, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today.
1: Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. This is really cool. I'm really Yeah, this place looks pretty flammable. I'm sorry.
0: No, don't no. Hey, eyes eyes over here, Flair. Flair, don't be looking at the, the, the woodwork doors, the framing, don't be looking at any of that. Uh just we'll just have a nice, fast conversation, just really get you out of here as fast as we can. Anyway, Flair, uh, of course, you know, you're an expert on the show. You're a long-time listener, first-time caller. We have to start every night with, what are we drinking tonight, Flair?
1: Okay, so I mostly specialize in alchemy, so I combine a whole bunch of different kinds of alchemical combinations. So what I'm drinking is something that can't really be replicated at home, but the closest <laughs> thing, the closest, the closest combination is a dark and stormy. So, you have the, your, your ginger flavor and your lime tartness, and then that nice deep rum to bring it all together.
0: Flair. Look at me. Is it flammable? Flair, be, Flare, be no. honest. No flair i'm I'm not kidding everybody needs to go to that patreon please and just this is going to be a this is going to be a shit storm part of my language i know i try not to cuss on this show but i'm just kidding flair you can cuss as much as you want Uh, i i of course have been drinking my i i think the last one to two episodes i kind of strayed from the the dirty do's mostly because I think I was out of Mountain Dude, it's been a while since i recorded one of these. But we are back in full form, and I'm on number four Dirty Dew. And so it's going to be a wild night. Uh, did just record a different stream before this, so we, we will see where this takes us, Flair.
1: This should be a lot of fun. And you have to give me the recipe for your Dirty Dew because that smells really good.
0: It is probably much easier. You could probably sneeze and make one of these things. Uh, Honestly, no, I mean, pro- mm. with with
1: some of with some of the stuff in my uh, in my in my workbench, probably.
0: It kind of looks. I, mean, I can't even look at this. It is green. It's green now. Now I always said that, and now I'm picturing it. I don't know if I'm gonna finish. Uh, you have to okay, finish it. It's alcohol yeah, abuse.
1: Otherwise.
0: Yeah, it's that's that's kind of that's in the spirit of the show. I will finish this. Boogers drink, I guess. Um, Flair, we always, always, before we get into the questions, I just really like to let the guest loose and just let them go as high level, as low level as they want. You can go start to finish of your your knowledge of the history of Modrins. However much information you want, the floor is yours, no time constraints. We should probably start. I don't think we mentioned uh, why you're a leading expert in the field of Modrons. If you want to explain that before you take away and um, go off on the the history of these little shiny dudes.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So, as I mentioned, I'm an artificer. So, the way that I connect with the weave and the world around me is through creations and mechanical things. So, I primarily specialize in alchemy, so I mix different kinds of reagents to create my spells and throw them with a sling at people. Grease. Great against giants. Pro tip. But, uh, the Modrin's Fascinate me and have fascinated me since I was just a wee little fire sprite, and because they're 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 these creatures of organic and mechanical matter put together into this living hive mind, and I've been fascinated them with I've been fascinated with them forever. Excuse me, I've had a couple of my drinks. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, I can I can smell it from it, like, like I'm going to harken back to it. It does smell highly highly flammable.
1: Well, it just smells. It's, it's 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 tampered a little bit by the ginger, but you can have a sip if you want. It's quite no, tasty. I
0: think I will die. I don't think you a non-fire genasi could take a sip of that. And not you burn out from the inside. Sorry,
1: <laughs> but yeah. So modrons are absolutely fascinating to me because as someone. So I d- I'm, I'm not a sorcerer. I wasn't born with my abilities. I'm not a bard. I don't do, do magic flute, all that bullshit. What I do is I use my brain and marry magic. I create magic by bringing my intelligence to the way that I build things. So the Modrons are fascinating to me because they are an entire race of living beings constructs that are made of mechanical and organic material. So I've been studying them for ages. That's why I'm an expert on them.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, and then just, I mean, I don't know a lot about Modrian. I don't know how these little guys got started. I don't know really what they're up to nowadays. So if you want to just kind of walk me through it.
1: So let me start pretty high level, I think. I think the best place to start is you know about all the different planes of existence, right, Adam?
0: Yes, yes. Okay, There's okay, okay. More than four.
1: There's a lot more than four, but okay. we can. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, on the outer planes of existence is Mechanus. This is if you can imagine a world like Toril that is made of gears, where every where where the continent. If you were like an ant put inside of a clock, that is what Mechanus would look like to you the the each cog is the size of a continent. It's enormous, spinning around in these in these long enormous cycles. and through all of this, the Modrins keep everything running now, this is the 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 plane of existence run by Primus, who is god of the mechanical and the god of order they don't care about good they don't care about evil it's order and law and everything that you can write down and mechanize really mechanize um adam your 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 world has that uh it's a television show star trek
0: yes There's a couple that start with stars. Star Trek, Star Wars people hate if you get them mixed up. So we need need to nail down which one we're talking about before I get hate mail.
1: So uh, Mechanus is run by this enormous hive mind of mechanical and organic beings. I think you have something similar in your Star Trek, the Borg? Yes, yes. It's very similar to that. And at the top of all of it... Is the God Primus? He is the one. It, they, who knows? This is the God that is the creator of all of the Modrans, and they are the ones that keep this plane of existence really. Constantly cycling through all of its cycles, one day after another day. I mean, we have to use our we have to use our low level toro based knowledge in order to even understand it. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm much more chaos than law.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, setting things on fire definitely chaotic. Yeah,
0: just eyes appear. here. Uh, don't don't look don't look at my cactus flare. That took me six years to grow. That my producers are already trying to get me to get it out of the office. Out of the office, they say it's bad for acoustics, but I say nay. I love that little
1: dude. I mean, it's adorable, and I try not to. I try not to mess with the natural world too much, so I'll leave it alone. I promise. Okay. But yeah, so all of this grand plane of existence is mechanus, and in it is. The species, the race, known as the Modrins, and at the top of all of them is Primus. They all know about Primus. Look, like like people know about gods of mm-hmm. various variety, um, but this for them this is very very real because each of them is created by Primus. He is the the Smith, the creator, the the architect. The greatest artificer that has ever been.
0: He's probably I mean, it sounds to me like he's somewhat of like an idol to you, even? Yeah. I mean...
1: To an extent. Uh, I am definitely enamored with this idea of melding the organic and the mechanical and making something entirely new, but uh, Primus is a little bit too straight laced for me
0: yeah he won't even let you like jaywalk right i mean right asshole can we call him an asshole or am i gonna get smite smitted smited
1: I think we're a little Smith. bit too below his notice. We can call him an asshole. It's okay,
0: <laughs> Okay. yeah. <laughs> I would really hope I'm not on uh, Primus's radar. That would scare the hell out of me.
1: Oh, that would be horrible. I really hope you're not too. So when he creates, he starts from the base level. Um, you have a game called Chess.
0: Mm-hmm. We, we I'm have, very bad at it.
1: I'm decent at it, our, our version of it. And the, the the Modrones are basically like the pawns. They Okay. Alright, so sorry, let me let me back up. Let me back up. <laughs> so Modrons are the entire race, right? And then there is a caste system, kind of. It's not really like caste system, it's more like you are created to fill this role. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as much as you could say that machines have cast systems because they fill different roles, these have cast systems in that they fulfill uh, specific functions. So, at the very bottom is the monodrones. Monodrones can only fulfill one task at a time. And I mean, they are super, super basic, Adam. Like, uh...
0: I'm trying to think of an example. Do you have an example off the top of your head? I can't think of one.
1: Off the top of my head, you you, you see how expressive I get with my hands when I'm talking? They can't do that.
0: Oh, okay. They can
1: only have their hands straight down by their sides and talk to you, because that is the only task that they can accomplish while they are speaking to you.
0: So they can't even, like, walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, that old adage. Exactly.
1: And, it, you know, it's kind of useful, because if you can engage them in conversation while they're trying to stab you, they have to stop stabbing you in order to have oh, the conversation.
0: pro tip.
1: <laughs> pro tip. It's, it's pretty useful, that. <laughs> and then it moves up through the ranks. There are the duo drones that can do two things at the same time, so they can uh, maintain their piece of the machinery, but also talk to you at the same time, so they don't okay. have to stop what they're doing in order to do something else. Gotcha. And the, then the,
0: the triple mm-hmm. one can probably hop on a foot and pat their head and rub their belly? That's three things, right? Is that how it works all the way up?
1: That is. That is, that is exactly how oh, it works. But what's enough. even what's even better, kind of, they're kind of the ultimate guards because they are shaped like a, a triangle and each side has a has an arm that they can use to spear you.
0: Oh god, so they can do they carry three spears? Sometimes. Oh shoot! So yeah, they can poke you three times before you even get your six seconds in the spotlight. And
1: and if you're not particularly strong, man, that can that can wipe you out oh, real yeah. fast.
0: Yeah, I've 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 seen worse take out better.
1: <laughs> I I have too. My favorite my favorite was this was this cleric who was pretty decently high level, you know, mid level, got taken out by a bunch of little bitty chewy things. Herd tactics, man. Your Herd tactics. No, no, not someone Not someone that, that's a friend of mine. I'm just familiar with her.
0: Okay, okay, that makes sense. And it sounds like this just keeps going all the way up to, what's like the stopping point at the top?
1: The ultimate stopping point is Primus himself.
0: Oh, cow.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there are about 300 plus million monodromes. <laughs>
0: you were gonna say oh wait 300 plus million mono drones yes i thought you were gonna say 300 plus million like ranks tiers i was like no 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 (laughs) there's 14
1: there are only 14 14 ranks. that's not that many
0: i expected i didn't expect 330 million whatever i did expect more than 13 if i'm being honest
1: so i mean you know that the those uh uh uh, shiny math rocks that you play with Mm mm-hmm yeah, ki- yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of like that. The more the more sides that that it has, the more powerful it is.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We call them dice over here. Those uh, dice. Thank you. I yeah, couldn't remember the yeah, word yeah. for it. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, I mean that makes total sense. And then level level fourteen or level fifteen is Primus. I don't know why that. I was going to say I don't know why that makes a difference, but but I guess it is. I am curious if it he's on it. Or if they're on an odd number or an even number,
1: they're on an even number. They are. They are. They're number fourteen, the, the highest level hmm. of them all. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I was expecting it to be an even or an odd number, but either way, it's interesting.
1: Well, I mean, with dice, you want even numbers, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, if if you don't mind getting right into the Q and A, because a bunch have sprung into my head already, uh, one of which is just how are Modrin at period. Made. How does a new one form?
1: So Primus doesn't like to release the, the the schematics of how he puts one of them together, but he makes the monodrones mm, specifically. Okay. So, and le- remember, remember, I remember I said that monodrones are basically like the pawns. They can get more powerful. Mm,
0: how do they do that?
1: Well. If there's an opening in the duodrone section, uh, suddenly someone gets promoted.
0: Oh, so if like a duodrone like falls into a volcano, a mono drone just... Like, in, does it have to be like the closest monodrone to it or is it just a random monodrone just gets the promotion?
1: It's the closest one to it and it just immediately da-da-da-da-da.
0: That right there is raising my eyebrows because then I just thought, like how recursive is this? What if a level thirteen fell into a volcano?
1: Well, you'd have to work pretty hard to find one of the governors. That's that's uh-huh. the level fourteen is way up there. Those are hard to find. The, the 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 septimum.
0: That was that was very I can't believe you just knew that off the top of your head right there.
1: I said these. Yeah, like I have for years.
0: Like if one died would just the next level take its place and then chain reaction, bam, next level takes it like just
1: Exactly, exactly like that. Now, usually, <sighs> wow, you, uh, any adventurers who come to Mechanus only encounter the mono drones, or at best a duo drone. But if you keep working your way up and up and up, the chances are pretty high that you might actually mess with the society. Now, you can't, you can't kill the society. How do you kill something that is so perfectly mechanized and so perfectly put together? But. You can mess with it. You can throw some sand in the gears.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like, like, if anything, I don't know, maybe the maybe the thing is instantaneous, but it seems like if, like, one of the higher-ups died, I mean, I would imagine at least a couple minutes of, you know, downtime as they kind of, like, reconfigure themselves, or maybe it is just, like, poof, It is. Instant. It is
1: instantaneous, because they are all... All of them, every one of them, all millions and millions and millions of them are connected to Primus. Mm -hmm. And so he, it, they, can immediately download whatever information is necessary to the one that's stepping up.
0: So it sounds like you don't want to make an enemy of this Primus fellow.
1: Mm. I mean, don't make enemies of gods in general unless you absolutely (laughs) have to, but... He's particularly bad because this is a hive mind. Um, the best equivalent in your society is this Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. But, and here's the thing, um, Mo- uh, Modrons are not destructive. They are after law and order. If you are in their way, they will seek to get you out of their way by the least destructive ma- means possible. That's good. And if they have to kill you, they will.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: But it's not personal. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's just keeping the machine rolling.
0: So if Primus somehow died, what would happen there? It seems like that would be a pretty big wrench in the machine. Whew. <sighs> or does somebody just take Primus's spot? That would be buck wild. All of a sudden, hey, you're a god <laughs> now.
1: Well, there are only four of the Septium. So the- oh. so theoretically, one of them could level up and become Primus if something happened to Primus. It's not happened, but it's theoretically possible.
0: That is insane to me that it goes from 330 million of the lowest rank to just four of the second to highest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the changeover is pretty quick because monodromes... There's about 300 million less or more. Primus knows the exact number, and there is always the same number. Oh. Always. But then up to duodrones, it's, it's 55 million. And then tri- tridones is only 6 million. Like, so so, so the, like the rate re- of attrition.
0: Yeah, it's like a reverse um, exponential number. Oh I guess it would be an exponential number getting bigger if you're looking at it from that way. Or something. You know, I don't know how math works really too hard, especially not on Lauren night. <laughs> how how old did they live? Like if nobody were to throw one in a volcano.
1: Immortal. Functionally oh, immortal.
0: Do they rust?
1: Not really. Because they they are as much organic. Here's the thing. Like we think you you might think of them as being What's the term for you to use? Robots.
0: I, I was gonna ask if they're really just robots.
1: They're not though. They're this oh, okay. beautiful weird amalgamation of organic and mechanical to make this construct that is every bit as organic as it is mechanical.
0: Okay. I was I didn't I didn't know if this would be like mean or anything. I was gonna say I've I've got a we got something over here in Earth called Roombas and I thought like man these things look kind of similar to my Roomba and it just vacuums up my carpet I guess it is a monodrone in a way because it can only do one thing and it doesn't even do it very well
1: It's very well, it's very similar to a monodrone in that it only has one task but a monodrone would do it perfectly.
0: Okay so not like a Roomba at all.
1: It would have the perfect pattern and do that pattern every single time
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that sounds a lot better.
1: Doesn't um,
0: it? Yeah, I would kind of want one. Well, no, that sounds mean because these things are like self-aware and stuff. I don't think my
1: Roomba is. Well, they're self-aware, yes, but they always follow orders perfectly.
0: Okay. From anybody? Or from no, no, just... no, 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 no. Other Modrons. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> you, it sounds like you tried that. Like, hey, Steve, <laughs> go vacuum my carpet. <laughs> and it's like now. Well,
1: I didn't have anything quite so base as vacuuming my carpet, but yes, I did try to get a couple of them to do my to do a couple things for me, and they just I'm I'm not a Modron. I'm a fire firegenosy. And they don't listen to me. As far as they are concerned, I only exist as an obstacle or a problem. Which, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like I mean It sounds like they wouldn't really have any kind of, like, natural enemies, right? It sounds like they're just kind of, like, doing their own thing, and as long as nobody gets in their way, it's all cool.
1: Well, and that's the thing about Mechanus, is that there is nothing really natural. Not as we think of it. Because all of it is created. All of it is engineered. All of it. Every single bit, down to the tiniest gear that works in the tiniest monodrone, is created. Primus is... The ultimate creator. And he has orchestrated every bit of, me- of mechanists in order to make it as beautifully clockwork. Everything happens down to the nanosecond.
0: So with all this kind of internal programming they've got, it sounds like they pr- the answer to the question is probably no, but do they have any kind of like hobbies? Do they like knit, play ping pong? When they get a second away from Primus's orders?
1: Not really. That yeah. said though. That said though, there have been Modren who have broken away.
0: Oh. So the, like the they leave the hive mine. What happens to that? Do they like does like something fill its spot in the hierarchy? or is that spot kind of like empty now? Because they're still alive.
1: Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So as far as Primus is concerned, that spot is dead. So it creates another one in order to fill that spot because they're not right anymore. They're not perfectly created anymore. They have a gear loose, basically.
0: Yeah, so those, if one goes rogue, they probably get down with some hobbies. Maybe like... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they like are really good at video games or something. I don't know.
1: They're terrifying at StarCraft.
0: Oh, I wouldn't. Even th- I mean, they're bots. They're literal exactly. bots. So, yeah. They're yeah.
1: literal bots, but you can't <laughs> ban them because they're as much organic as they are mechanical.
0: Yeah, I mean, then that's an ethical issue right there. Uh-huh. You can't ban someone just for being too good at StarCraft. <laughs> when all the pictures I've seen of these things. You mentioned they're like half flesh, half robotics. Why do they got big squishy looking eyeballs? Like, what's that purpose? Like, couldn't they have had like a camera lens or something? It seems like a big glowing weak spot, like in a like Resident Evil.
1: So, none of the Modrans are very powerful as far as fighting them goes their strength is not in their physical strength their strength is in the hive mind have you ever been swarmed by a bunch of ants
0: yeah yeah it's not it's, fighting one ant. it's fighting a million ants
1: exactly and these ones can call for help from higher up so the duo drones the, the model drones can call the duo drones and the duo drones can call the tri drones and it goes up the ladder depending on how bad of a threat you are
0: yeah, I wouldn't want to get above monodrones. I don't think.
1: <laughs> honestly, you don't. E- honestly, you don't even want to engage monodrones because if they are focused on the task of stabbing you to death, nothing, nothing will stop them.
0: Yeah, they're, they're perfect at it. Exactly. So if, if for some reason somebody crossed a um, any kind of modrant at all. We always want to end this episode with the number one best piece of advice you could give uh, somebody either either in the real world or playing a game called Dungeons & Dragons. Like, if they had... If you had time to just give them one tip about monodrones, or uh, Modrin, pardon me, at all, what would it be?
1: They're effectively immortal. They are resistant to cold and acid and a few other other things. Uh, You can't put... You can't put them to sleep, because they're... I mean, why would machines sleep? Uh, My best advice? Set the whole place on fire and run.
0: Don't do that. Don't. Don't listen. Don't listen to Flair, anybody. Don't set anywhere on fire. Well, Flair, it has been so much fun uh, interviewing you. Uh, Thank you for not burning down the studio. Um, If you wouldn't mind, just where could people find you at when you're not threatening to burn down places
1: so when i'm not playing flair my name is tiana hansen and i'm most commonly found over at quests and chaos that's twitch.tv slash quests and chaos where we play dungeons and dragons and call of cthulhu and various different board games i am also an actor and the editor and producer on the redacted reports which is a delta green podcast where i play a much more buttoned up FBI agent called Agent Rowan and uh, we are finishing up as of as of today we are finishing up a mini arc between seasons and getting ready to launch into season three which I am very excited about and very nervous about it should be excellent um and I'm also found occasionally on the on the Majestic Goose network as Misty Charlotte Palladino on fire (laughs) I I like fire (laughs) I really do like fire. My very first cleric was a light domain cleric specifically because I wanted fireball.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. (laughs) Dangerous one.
1: It is. But yes, I play Misty Charlotte Palladino on Roll for Weird. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. I do voice acting. I'm working on writing a book. Just all sorts of fun things going on with me.
0: And uh, if you want to help support this network, uh, one thing you could do, especially in the month of October, is go and subscribe to our two new annual uh, October podcast, Who Be or Not Who Be, which actually also includes Tiana. Uh, It's our annual Who Be Halloween podcast, watch, commentary track, and also kind of critique episode. And then we also have Story Time with Silas, which will be popping up every Thursday this month. It is a horror anthology show with an amazing cast of voice actors. uh, Including me! Yeah, uh, again. And not to toot my own horn, but uh, very well edited. Um, Go check it out. Patrons have the first episode now. And remember, at least half of what you've heard tonight is probably true. Or all. Or none. Probably half. Bye, everybody. Ah, so nice of you to stop by. Come in, come in. I'm Silas Lancaster, and this is my library. Within these tomes, you will find tales of monsters, both figurative and literal. Tales to make the strongest of us blanch in fear. Such stories are dangerous, and consumption must be strictly rationed. As such... I shall share but one story from my library each Thursday in October each year. Be sure to tune your wireless receiver to Storytime with Silas. Alternatively, subscribe on those podcast providers the youth seem so fond of. A Majestic Goose Podcast.